Hold on, my my beer's overflowing. Hold on, I, I'm trying to even think I like what beer what, what songs Three Eleven sang. Uh, you guys, I got that all queued up. I got the lyrics all queued up. Do you want me to <laughs> want me to bust a little Three Eleven really on you? Well, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll start Ready? again. No, no, no. I'll Chill. Start. Light on my sight as my <laughs> ego becomes. You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 311th episode of the Sore Ride Podcast, Little Guy. <laughs> Chill. Light on my side as my ego becomes. A funky child with some words on my tongue. Be like and take a breath and my mouth gets loose. While I scatter my spit, I dream of juice. Have you ever made out in the dark hallways? Displayed a kiss that made your day, oh say? Play a track from your record collection. It's your mix. Congratulations. This is wow. about... So we do the chorus all a, together. We've changed a lot of then and so some. This is wow. about as timely as having Chris Horner on your Tour de France coverage. <laughs> uh, uh, well done, Touches. Yeah, it's um, in the same wheel. Wow, little guy. Congratulations for bringing me Omaha's finest 311 <laughs> to the podcast. Yeah. I know many are thinking it's Bright Eyes. <laughs> oh, you listen here, guys. It's 311. No, no, it's 311. <laughs> And this uh, is Spencer in Boston. Can I, can, I, can I get something off my chest? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, I've unfortunately, because I looked this up yesterday, I have had this stupid 311 song in my head for over 24 hours. And hopefully doing that has banished it from my brain for another 20 okay. years. Uh, did you look that up be- because the 311th Slow Ride podcast episode was coming up or for some other reason? It was because of this episode. We, wow, I was okay. riding the bike <laughs> the other day. I, I was out on a ride, and it suddenly popped into my head. I was like, "Oh my god, three hundred and eleventh yeah. episode!" I got I got to look up some lyrics. So All funky. Right. Well, little, uh, little guy, I got bad news for you. Mm-hmm. It's not a three eleven themed episode, on a, and <laughs> um, oh. yeah, what? and um, even worse, it, we uh. not, we might not even make it to episode four twenty, which you're probably clearly looking forward to, um, because. This might be it. Today might be it for the podcast, little guy. Really? Yeah, we got a um uh bad news, good news. We got a we got a very uh intriguing email that I need to read to you guys before we even really get into the show because it might just change the whole trajectory of this show and frankly our lives uh going forward. Um it's that big. So, I All hope right. you guys are ready. I hit it. Okay. Um I this one hit the slow ride podcast uh uh, Gmail account the other day, and um, one of you two put it right into the trash. I don't know why. Um, maybe didn't read it. <laughs> but yeah, maybe, uh, maybe it, it comes from a, a, a very curious email address. So I'm not going to bother um, trying to decipher. But uh, the body of the message is what's important. It says, "Hi, I'm Eric. Eric Jonathan, the solicitor of a late client." who died of kidney cancer. That's a sad part. That's not the cool part of the email. Um, he died of kidney cancer with an unidentified family or relative. I am contacting you. I'm, I'm assuming he means the collective three of us uh, to stand in yeah, yeah. as next of kin to his deposit of $5,080,000. Ooh, 80-60. We could do a lot with that. Yeah. Thank you for your understanding. Please reply as soon as possible for more information. So obviously I did. Um, and you guys, I, I wired over our uh, info. So I think the deposit will be hitting the Still Ride podcast bank account shortly. Um, so $5 million. You guys, we're set. We've made it. We're done. Yeah, I'm willing to cash out. Um, guess, yeah. I, I thought we would have cashed out by selling to yeah, NBC. Yeah. 
So, I mean, well, clearly, well, once, uh, once Horner got the job, you know, yeah. I get uh, things started looking bleak. We got to take what we can. Well, once Horner got the job sitting next to Christian Vandeveld and then Bob Roll apparently getting the upgrade to sit next to Phil Liggett. Um, you know, guys, we had this really buried on the agenda. Can I just roll into it real quick? I mean, it's, do whatever you want. I'm, I'm, I'm shopping for Lamborghinis roll. over here. So, okay, let, let's go to that. When I think of Lamborghinis, I think of bling. And when I think of bling, it's time for a bling Matthews update. <laughs> Where do we start? First, last week, Michael Matthews, friend of the pod, wins the Breton Classic. Yeah. Did I say that right? So Michael Matthews no, wins a yeah, race. 100%. How stoked are you guys? Hmm. Clearly, he's going to take it to the Tour de France. And win multiple stages, right? That's what you were thinking when you saw the Breton Classic. I mean, clearly. <laughs> so, clearly. Yeah. Fast forward to yeah. team presentations. Yeah. He's not uh, there, as we uh, knew. If I was Michael Matthews, I'd be really mad. So let's get to the second Michael Matthews update of the podcast. Yeah. You guys yeah, ready? I think he was. Yeah, I think he was busy. I think he had something going on. Yeah. Second update. He gets released from Team Sunweb at the end of the year. He is no longer going to be on the career killer team that is Sunweb. <laughs> yeah. A lot yeah. of people running from that. Well, yeah. I mean, so who's, who's but, picking up the bling? Like who's adding a little sparkle to their lineup? It has to well, be Ineos. Is it, is it movie star? Astana? Astana's got lots of money. They could do it. The Slow Ride podcast could, if they have 586 million Sixty thousand dollars, but um. Oh, first signing. That'd be good. Yeah, first signing for sure. I would build a team around Michael Matthews. Yeah, first signing Michael Matthews, and we need <laughs> Mitch. We need Mitch Docker to road captain this thing. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Keep 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 him in line. I'm thinking we're going slow ride all stars here. I'm gonna get Dan Craven out of retirement. I want him on the team. He's going to the Olympics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Done. Uh, the Yates brothers. One of them. Whichever one's going cheaper right now. Because <laughs> then so, you know the other one will come around about two not years Adam. later, right? Can we get can we get Valverde on the team? Yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, he doesn't ever change. Well, teams, I'm thinking we but... could be like. I mean, let's be honest. The three of us will be like Tinkoff, so we're only going to be in this for like three years. We're going to blow all the money. Oh yeah. So we only need the money for the three years that Valverde will still exist racing bikes. Three years. Still Three years might be ambitious. Let's sign no one to anything longer than a two-year contract. Oh, so we're going aqua blue route. Yeah. Okay. Rule number three: no one by. I mean, no one by drivetrain. Tour team kind of. <laughs> okay, fair. But we could use a fall person or guy for sure, like aqua blue did on the Shram one by drivetrain. Okay, I like where this is going. So so far, we have one of the Yates brothers, Docker, Bling, Dan Craven. Uh huh. I think we need a lead out man for bling. We need, we need somebody like who brings a little panache. Somebody will get a splash in the headlines, you know, uh, on the off chance that bling doesn't win the race. um, We need somebody else grabbing headlines. I'm thinking maybe like, Uh, uh, I'm I'm thinking a Nasir Bahani type of situation. Somebody who can knows how to get themselves in the media. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. Throw some elbows. I mm-hmm. I could go with Nasir Buhani. He's a he's a fan favorite of the slow ride. This is all Ooh. the heavy hitters. A, another option though, Mark Cavendish also left off the tour teams. Um, kind of knows he's mm. over the hill. It's kind of like the um, you know uh, Lionel Messi coming to New York City uh, soccer club. You know, like that kind of thing. Like retirement league. We could start that. <laughs> yeah, we could they be get- the new Discovery Channel. Oh, I like. Or we could be the new NBC Sports Network. Um, so, yeah. Fast forward. Fourth piece of Bling Matthews news. Oh, there's is more. That, well, the third. He got signed back to Mitchelton Scott. We missed the the window changed. We closed. We were um, too busy arguing. So yeah, he is going back to where it all started. I am stoked. Um, Mitchelton Scott will be seeing lots more victories coming up. Oh, for sure. I'm stoked for him. That that sounds like a good move. And I, it's not like I think bling on Sunweb was a a bad thing, really, but I think bling on Mitchelton is a better thing. You know what I mean? Do you think the Manuela Foundation was going to sponsor Mitchelton Scott because 
Blaine Matthews was going to go back to the team, and that's what stoked their interest at first? Or do you think uh, Mitchelton was like listless and we don't know what we're going to doing. We can't attract real sponsors until Bling showed some interest and was like, Hey guys, I'll come back. I'll, I'll pump up your brand again. You'll be good to go. Is he the savior? Good mm-hmm. man. I'm... Well, if it's like an Italian team, then he's, he's probably bringing <laughs> like a hemp necklace on, on as the sponsor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hemp necklace no, company. That was kind of, that was kind of cold. That was kind of cold. I was kind of come. I'm coming around to Bling. Right. So that was kind of cold. So, there you have it. That's uh, Bling Matthews' corner, the most that we've ever talked about Bling Matthews on the podcast. Um, talk so should we roll into some Tour de France talk? I mean, is there any other Let's Bling, or are we are we sure we've got all the Bling news? I don't know. We'll check in with him later. Uh, we'll throw to him okay, later and check right. in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Can I can I get some things off my chest? About the world's biggest bike race? Get. Yes. Okay. Okay, Alexander Kristoff wins a stage, apparently out of nowhere. Like, we all forgot about Alexander Kristoff, myself included, according to my roller derby bets. Uh-huh. <laughs> that being yeah. said, today yeah. on stage two, he showed up with yellow bibs. I'm thoroughly disappointed. The all yeah. yellow kit, the yellow bibs. Well, if, if it's... Yeah. If it's one thing that UAE has shown a propensity for recently is it's ruining national champions kits so <laughs> was there any doubt that they were going to mess up the tour leaders yeah. kit like yeah. it's almost in the contract with them that they have to do kits how bad is it that that's constantly. my lead i mean it's fair it's fair and you know as you were saying it i was like i mean i was thinking he's from another era he's from a previous era where like that was the thing you do. He probably hasn't had a yellow jersey since uh, I don't know the mid two thousands when when that was uh, acceptable. Ever, um, but he's only thirty three. He's not actually he's no he's nowhere near Valverde territory. Um, so I don't I don't know what to make. He should know better. As friend of the pod, uh, Taylor Jones, I believe, was pointing out, uh, Alexander Kristoff looks way older than thirty three. Yeah, I think that's part of the illusion. Yeah, yeah. Looks like he's a he's always he like old, like you know, kind of the rolled up uh, fisherman um, turtleneck sweater. He could just like start busting those out mm-hmm. around, and I'd be like, man, that is the baddest man on the planet. Um, so <laughs> that that was number one. Number two, Alaphilippe wins today. I was hoping I that we yeah. would see a yellow face mask, you know, for the theater that is stopping coronavirus in the midst of a rolling circus that is the Tour de France across the countryside. Mm-hmm. The least you could do is have a yellow mask to go with your yellow jersey, right? Here's the thing. Right? Hmm. You're okay Everybody with that? Everybody oh, expected Philippe to get yellow. Why wasn't he prepared? Exactly. Christoph did have one. Yeah. So nobody expected Christoph to be in yellow, so... What's going on? Uh, is Quick Step losing their edge? Are they just uh, what's going on there? Well, Something we need to be worried about. Well, it depends on if you're a fan of Quick Step or not. Because let's hit that rewind sign and sound yeah. and post, Spencer. Quick Step uh, has a little bit of an issue going with the mysterious finishing bottle that they removed from Remco Envenpol's back pocket after he crashed into a ravine. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the team director was like, <laughs> in the most bungled Lefebvre way, he's like, it wasn't a finishing bottle. It wouldn't, maybe it's Red Bull or Coke. It definitely wouldn't be Tamadol or whatever. <laughs> like he like named out the drug that it would be. Did you see this quote? Where he's, no. He's, he's, yeah. he's saying what it wasn't. Yeah. He's kind of like, it's kind of like when OJ Simpson wrote the book, If I Did It. It's like, you know, like, <laughs> and Yeah. It was kind of crazy to hear. Um, so yeah, Quick Step's got a little Forget, bit of an is issue. Is Tramadol legal now? Is it still? Is it illegal now? What's crazy is he admitted that it was a finishing bottle when he could have just been like, "Ah, we were removing the computer because or the the uh, you know um, radio or radio because he's going to go on a spine board or whatever." The other theory, it's obvious, it's not the but radio. The other theory, I mean, there's anyone who radio is that it's it. not a finishing bottle. Is that it was actually a device that was like giving more data back to the team car, which I guess is illegal. 
mm-hmm. for something beyond what Velon is getting, but because that has to mm-hmm. be approved by the UCI for whatever kind of device. But that still seems a little far fetched considering Velon gets all that data. So who knows? I'm, I'm guessing. You know, who's his roommate at the hotel, right? Like he probably had the hotel key (laughs) key. and that, and the other guy didn't, you know, and he just, he needs to get in, he needs to get his massage and all Mm -hmm. that. Like, I mean, that's the excuse I go with rather than that's definitely not this tainted, uh, sticky (laughs) bottle. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. It's just his car keys. Yeah. Leave it to that guy. Yeah. Just Remco parked in front of a hydrant back in the start house, like, you know, showed up late. There's nowhere else to go. We need to move his car before it gets towed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should get one of those little magnet things. <laughs> a hide a key? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get Remco a hide a key. The bikes aren't made of metal anymore, little guy. <laughs> like, where's he going to hide it? <laughs> No, he keep that on his car. No, that was what was in his pocket. I'm saying if he had a hide key, his car he'd have he'd have that tucked under his you know Audi S4's bumper or whatever the okay. heck he's driving. Right. That's I don't think that's metal either, but it's you know it's fine. You're right. It's probably not. Probably not. Probably not. So I was uh, watching. So I made. I have not re-upped my NBC Sports Gold package at all. Interesting. I because remember I canceled it good when idea. it was auto renew. I yeah, thought so it was I. a. I thought it was a good idea. And then I got to stage one with about a thousand meters to go, one K to go. And I was quickly reminded how horrible Phil Liggett is at calling final sprints. And instantly I was like, man, I got to get my NBC sports gold package again. So I never have to listen to this trash again. It was so bad. It is instantly worth $150. Yeah. I was like, I'm paying 50 bucks. Like I am (laughs) you, whatever NBC sports needs, I will pay it. And yeah, I was, I was so just like, I know I go over, like, this is the sixth year in a row now I've complained about uncle Phil on the call for the tour de France. It was great. He got me into the sport. Fantastic. Every cyclist of our generation has had his, of the last two generations has had his voice in their ears as he's like, Oh, he's, you know, the, the elastic has, um, has snapped. And then his uh, compatriot in arms, uh, Paul Sherwin, was always there. They were a dynamic mm-hmm. duo. But man, it is bad after you listen to the likes of um, Matthew Keenan, Robbie McEwen, Juan Antonio Fletcher, Magnus Baxter. There's so many more people. And then now we have Bob Roll moved into the mix. Oh, man. So yeah. I, I need relief. I'm going to go to the studio show. And who do I get? I get Chris Order. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'm surrounded by it. Yeah. The only, uh, the only saving grace is Adam Blythe is on the, the moto bike. He's actually good. Put him in the studio. Are they going to put Wiggins yeah. back on the bike again this I this hope tour? so. I think I'd he's on the bike that. for Eurosport, yeah. Is he on Eurosport? Oh, thank goodness. He's on Eurosport, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think even Simon Garens is pretty decent. Yeah. He's a little low energy. I don't know what but... NBC is doing. Like, um, Hire us. I mean, I, I, yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll take the job. I'm sure we'll do it for at least a third of whatever those guys are doing it for. You think we'd last uh, more than an episode? Uh, I bet. I bet <laughs> 100%. I bet Burn every stages, bridge. There's stages every day. I bet it would you take s- at least three stages for them for it to get work yeah. its way high enough up. What feed would we be? We'd be like number you five. You've seen what they put right? up with? Come oh, on. Yeah, for sure. I think they think that's good. I think they think that's what the people want. I mean, I'd get the mispronunciations uh, yeah, wrong, maybe. but you know, obviously I have an excuse. But the, the problem is, is that um, we would actually do a really good job of calling the sprint that we'd be overshadowing everybody, um, except Matthew Keenan, who's gold. So speaking of gold, just get the subscription. <laughs> Don't do what I did. It was the worst 24 hours of watching bike racing. And there's so many commercials. Oh, my goodness. So bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. How are you going to learn about the new Cadillac? <laughs> okay. Um, what else was going on in bike racing? Oh, um, apparently disc brakes don't work. Because uh, <laughs> did you guys see yeah. uh, the Astana? Uh, who was that? Uh, Lopez just... Bear hug a Lopez um, street sign. I think you could say that their tires didn't work. The disc did work and it locked up his rear wheel and it made him slide (laughs) sideways. Um, I mean, 
that whole stage was a mess. Um, we haven't even gotten into, uh, I mean, it's already, it was already going to be, a, a an unpredictable tour, let's say, because we just don't know what to expect. And then day one, uh, it's like they, they went through a minefield and half the, half the Peloton, it seems like is, is walking injured or, or out of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, what, like, does this turn everything on its head? Are you guys changing your predictions? Anything, uh, major here in day one, day two, uh, Poga car, uh, sneaking away and getting eight seconds at the end was pretty awesome. But I also do not believe mm-hmm. that um, we've seen anything like I, I, I. This is so weird. Do, do we still think this thing is gonna? It's gonna finish, right? At this point, there's so much money invested. Like it will finish. Like even if there's like ten people left. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna force it. Seems it. Like well, it. the teams like because they changed the rule, right? So that here's the my favorite part. They changed the rule so that if a team or the traveling party from a team have two positives. The whole team needs to leave. So how many yeah. like mechanics are just going to be like, oh, he's not with us, <laughs> like, like right? Like, <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. He's just gonna, like just oh, drop yeah. him off at the side of the countryside. Yeah. Or he's going to be on the side of the countryside. Oh, that's just the guy that picks up the bike that had the motor in it for the first hundred kilometers, and then we gave him the bike when the cameras weren't around. Um, yeah, he's not with us. Yeah. Or uh, or do you get fired on Tuesday if your uh, test that's coming back on Wednesday is is going to say something? Adverse, oh my God! You know? Can you imagine mm-hmm. like how these no, 100%. these team directors would respond if it was like the guy that got positive was like you know some low level like media junk like the, the the guy that's the social media Ugh. guy the marketing guy yeah Ugh. like they just be like get out of here like, we don't know who this person <laughs> is. They would well, ferry that person away so fast. It would be like it was the bike that had a motor on it on the, the French countryside. <laughs> like they'd be like, well, I don't know <laughs> where that guy well, went. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how they react, you know, because, um, you know, they don't have any experience uh, covering up test results or, or hiding, uh, you know, athletes away anywhere where they can't be found. So, mm-hmm. you know, who so, knows what they'll come up with. So can I tell you the truth? Yeah. I didn't want to watch stage one at all, except I turned on with five kilometers go because little guy told me it was okay. I, th- I felt like I watched final five today. Stage two, Alaphilippe winning. That was fun to watch as much as I don't like Alaphilippe yeah, because he bit. is the bad guy in cycling. I respect mm-hmm. him. You know, like again, I understand people like him and I probably will question their judgment if they like Alaphilippe, <laughs> but it doesn't mean I hate the people that that like Alaphilippe. I'd just be like, all right, yeah, you like you like Alaphilippe, huh? And then I'd kind of, hmm, like do that little Larry David thing. All right. But imagine imagine today's stage without Alaphilippe. Probably no one would have attacked. Nothing would have Very happened. true. I, I, he animates races. I like, like, I enjoy the style yeah. of racing he does. I just don't want to cheer for him. I mean, more importantly. You don't have to cheer for him. That's the, the deal. the I think. Yeah. More importantly, Tim, if if he yeah, hadn't yeah. have attacked uh, and nothing happened today, Kristoff would still be in yellow <laughs> along with his shorts. Very good point. Mm. So so now how many... <laughs> God, I have to get off of the regular NBC sports coverage because now for the next week, you're just going to be hearing <laughs> Phil Liggett go on and on about if Alaphilippe has what it takes to win the yellow jersey. <laughs> well, I think that conversation is unavoidable yeah. no matter so, what wit commentators talking because obviously that's now little guy, let's get to let's cut the chase. Head on over to youtube.com slash wide angle podium. Little guy did his first Tour de France preview, stages one through nine. I'm not gonna lie. I watched that and I was like, All right, I'm gonna watch like I listed exactly what stages I was going to watch. I got them written down somewhere, like on a cocktail napkin out by the TV. But I'm like, stage mm-hmm. seven, I'm with you. Little, little guy's like, this stage seven preview is like, it's flat. Not going to watch it. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. I'm like going to take that day back. So, yeah, you need, I mean, come on. You, you got to think about yourself when you're planning a grand tour as a fan. You got to take a little me time. <laughs> You know, if you if you commit all your time to the race, and by meantime, I mean time where you do something else around the house than yeah. sit on your ass and watch the tour and have your significant other hate you. So if you have a day right in the middle of a couple mountain stages where it's flat, boom, perfect day to clean that bathroom. 
and and get a few brownie points back. So when you're sitting on the couch the next day, <laughs> state nobody nobody questions it. They're like, "Hey, are you watching another race?" And you're like, "Yeah, but I." And then you know they see the clean bathroom, the dishes are done, the laundry's all folded. Come on, you got it. You got to plan a good ahead. Point. You got to pace In yourself. Stage eight and nine, I think you pointed out that they're Thomas DeGent days. Who Thomas DeGent? conveniently loses 11 minutes on stage one just kind of snuck that one in there before yeah although they time cut dagen oh. which is bs yeah yeah lotto's had a rough a rough go you know with with uh wellens not making it uh, hurting himself before the race and dagen did gilbert make no he got he dropped yeah, out today gilbert's right? still in the race yeah, he's out he's out too so lotto's already kind of screwed um yeah Degent's gonna obviously be going for some stages at the end of this first 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 week. He's a master of losing time and then winning multiple mountain stages. Shout so out I've got, to uh, I've got my uh, uh, my training bible out, little guy. Um, I want to walk back. You know, um, I'm I'm using the um, Joel Friel method um, of <laughs> as every category four in the country is. Yeah, I'm picking my A stages and I'm walking it back so I can save up those brownie points to really be peaking mm-hmm. for the good stages. Um, when do you think DeGent's going to go? Like what, uh, what's a good stage out of these first nine? I think eight and eight and nine okay. are, are hundred percent DeGent stages. All right. hundred percent. Um, so I think though it's pretty easy. Like if you're, if you're all in for DeGent, you wake up on the morning, of the eight, you look at your phone casually mm-hmm. and if DeGent's in the break, you commit to that day to watch it. If he's not in the break on eight, you know that, it's still going to be a good stage, but you know, uh, you can, you can save yourself. You can save your Degent for okay. nine. All right. Yeah. I want to come into it with fresh, uh, as fresh as possible. Yeah. You want to have fresh eyes and fresh, fresh brownie points saved up, saved up yep. so you can lounge so, on the couch. <laughs> speaking of breakaways, shout out to friend of the podcast, Tom Squeens, who looked amazing and resplendent in the Latvia national champion Jersey today. Just like mm-hmm. I do when I yep. wear mine. <laughs> just like <laughs> I do when just I wear as mine. good. Um, that was pretty cool. I mean, I, I don't know, guys. I, th- I think that the th- I think we just successfully recapped the Tour de France from the lack of start, excitement, start to finish. Yeah, yeah. basically, so can, far. Can we talk about more exciting things? Oh, yeah. If okay. there are, it was La Corsa on Saturday, and uh, yeah, Lizzie Digan takes the win, sprint victory over. Marianne Voss. I just want to give a shout out Marianne Voss because she almost won me a lot of points on roller derby. But um, <laughs> I didn't have any on uh, Lizzie Digan, Digan of Trek Segafredo taking the win over Demi Vollering as well in third place for Park Hotel. Probably the best kit in the professional cycling right now. Um, so yeah. Any thoughts on that? Did you guys enjoy it? It was, it was kind of actually a pretty cool stage. Two big mountain passes. A little nice downhill mm-hmm. finish. Two laps. It proved that the women should have a much more prominent race mm-hmm. in the country of France with the support of ASO beyond just a single day. Yeah. No, I love it. I thought it was a good race. It was a nail biter. Um because you know, obviously Van Vluten um is uh, not to be messed with. But what I always like and appreciate, I guess, about about women's racing is the finishing line shot when it's a race like this is basically like five out of the top seven people have rainbow stripe, uh, you know, things on the cuffs of their jerseys. It's just such a stacked field all the time. You're like, Oh man, all of these riders are top, top quality and this could go any which way. And it makes it really exciting. I don't know. You know, like, Watching the stage two of the tour today, uh, my Twitter is blown up with people being like, oh, you know, hopefully it's this guy. Hopefully it's that guy. And I was like, it's going to be Alaphilippe. Anybody who thought otherwise was, you know, just dreaming. And uh, yeah. Alaphilippe wins. And a lot of times it's, uh, you know, kind of predictable like that. But um, the women's racing, always very exciting. So good to see. Yeah, I don't... it was cool. I, um, oh, go ahead, Tim. I woke up learning like my my. Twitter feed when I woke up early in the morning on Saturday morning, it was like still 100K to go. And there was mention of Tennille Campbell, who I did not know. And then they were like, oh, from Trinidad and Tobago. And I was like, 
oh, thank God, someone's going to replace Emil Abraham as the only cyclist I know from Trinidad and Tobago. And I was absolutely thrilled. <laughs> and then I did some research on Tennille Campbell, and she was on like the UCI um, team that, you know how the UCI host team, uh, riders from around the world that are in like the, the quote unquote B-level countries, like not the top tier cycling countries. Um, and that women's Peloton has quite a few um, athletes that come from countries that are up, underserved, similar to the men's side of things. Like when we see Dan Craven from Namibia or Tekla Hymanot from Eritrea. And now you've mm-hmm. got, um, you know, we have riders from Cuba, Trinidad. Pretty cool to see um, beyond just like the, you know, economic power countries that have the money to put, because it's inherently an expensive sport. It's it's cool to see uh additional um, athletes from countries that normally don't get represented on the international stage outside of the Olympics, um, yeah. especially in the women's field. So Definitely. I enjoyed that a lot. And the women's racing continues to be a ton of fun to watch. Fantastic um, to see. Uh, I also had Morocco in there. I mean, oh, it's so amazing. Spencer, it's really an uh, international peloton y- on the women's side. You spent a year at that, that Northfield crit with me, right? When the Trinidad and Tobago national team showed up to one of our local oh, crits. yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's a small country, but they ripped our legs off pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, they destroyed everyone. Um, um, it's it's a it? it's a weird feeling to be like you're like oh that's like a national kit, and then you're like well it's a small country, and you're like yeah, but I mean it's still their national team. Like oh man, I'm in trouble. And they weren't they weren't even the crit guys. Like they were up there to race on the velodrome, mm-hmm. and uh, and then race this crit. That happened to be like around the time they were up there for the velodrome. And yeah, I think they were just training through it. And they, I think maybe five of the seven of them got in the top 10 of that crit. (laughs) It was incredible. Just put out an old fashioned clinic. Yeah. Pretty much. It was, it was was also like, it was silly hot. It was one of probably my better years, but I still was like so cross-eyed that I like crashed myself out with five laps to go <laughs> trying to follow the wheels up the hill. I was <laughs> I was going to say, was that the one you crashed? That was the one where I crashed. That was the one where I totally was like, just, yeah. yeah. So cross-eyed trying to follow was the, the wheels that I, I totally What's crashed that? on an uphill. So I was, I was very bummed about that because we had such a good parking spot at that race. <laughs> <laughs> We that was like the really only win. It's like, oh, we had a, uh, a good parking lot or like you're the first one to use the Portage on. Those are like the only mm-hmm. two. W- if that would happen for us, it was a successful weekend. Um, you guys talked about Velodrome. So let's uh, get on Segway Suite real quick and give a shout out to the people of Kenosha, mostly just because Spencer and yeah. I uh, have a mm. history of racing on the Kenosha Velodrome. And so thoughts go out to... James Blake and his family, and as well as the others, um, 100%. doing the right things out there. Yeah. And the velodrome in Kenosha, all 333 meters of it is absolutely beautiful. I highly recommend someone, or if you're listening to this, go on Google Maps and just type in the Kenosha velodrome. It is in a natural bowl, so it's concrete and it's got a natural amphitheater look around there. And every Tuesday night, they had racing. Uh, that we drove down to during Super Week, Spencer and I. And we've talked about this story uh-huh. many times. Um, and I'm sure Spencer can share other thoughts. But one of my favorite times was when both Spencer and I got absolutely dusted in a Category 4 points race by a... Cat 3s, by Okay, then. Cat 3s. Um, cat 3s. By a 13-year-old um, mm-hmm. young lady from California who absolutely mm-hmm. crushed us. National Championship Stripes... And then later we found out it was Corinne Rivera. Um, mm-hmm. So much fun. And it was during Super Week. We had a lot of fun there. And one of my favorite things about the Kenosha Velodrome is coming out of turn four, there was this horrible bump that you could be in like the sprinter's lane and you come out of turn four. This thing's bumping you out a good two feet outside the lane because there, there wasn't that much banking. But I have it's so like many a- fond memories of going to the Kenosha Velodrome with both you, Spencer, and friend of the mm-hmm. pod, Matt Moran, when I used to drive up from Chicago with the team from Triple X Racing. Yeah, uh, a fun little kicker there in turn four. <laughs> it's not, it gives it a unique feeling uh, compared to a lot of other velodromes. Mm-hmm. A, a ton of fun. And at one time, I don't know if they still have it. I'm going to do it right now while we're on the air. They still they owned 333. 
333m.com. So 333meters.com was like the official website of the Kenosha Velodrome. Mm -hmm. Um, No longer. It looks like it is a gambling site of some kind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so much fun. Um, But yeah, definitely uh, wanted to give that shout out to talk about um, that and the quest for racial justice, which has now hit the streets of Kenosha, which all three of us know quite well. So with that, let's get back to friend of the podcast and our official correspondent at Tour de France, Michael Matthews. What up? This is Thomas Coyinch, and you're listening to this low ride. Hello, once again, we'd like to thank our listeners and members of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head on over to wideanglepodium.com to find out more and how to support the family of shows. We have a wide range of shows for you to check out. Everything from Bike Shop CX and Grodio to the world-famous Cyclocross Radio and the Media Pit. So with that, just check it out. Mm-hmm. See what you think. And maybe head over to our YouTube channel where we have over 500 subscribers well on our way to our goal of 1,000. And that is youtube.com slash wideanglepodium to check out Little Guy's amazing preview videos and a slew of other new content. Yeah, check them out. I wrote a children's book. It's over there. Go watch my children's book. Just put that on and let your kids children's books actually- let, your, let your kids just watch that and, and just fall asleep where they hear weird names they don't recognize. I, I think the children's book didn't get the the credit it deserved. It was really well done. I I liked that one. You know, it's not it's not good. getting all the hits. I was hoping it took it took me forever. And you know, come on, <laughs> you should make it into an ebook. Um, like I will. I mean, I'm looking for publishers right now. So if we have any publishers listening, I mean, obviously, I'm entertaining yeah. offers in the six figures. <laughs> <laughs> well, little guy, when you are. Done writing your next children's book. <laughs> what you should really do is you should head over to uh, wattbike.com, that's spelled W-A-T-T-bike.com slash U-S yeah. to find out more about the Watt Bike Adam, which is a continuing partner of the Wide Angle Podium Network. The Watt Bike Adam is a smart bike. It connects with Zwift and any other type of racing app you need for a real indoor ride feel. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be the closest thing to riding on the road. It is used by the British, or it was developed in conjunction with the British Cycling Federation. I mean, Chris Hoy was throwing down watts on this thing when you guys were still packing diapers. I mean, this thing (laughs) is amazing. It was created back in 2000. Um, It has all types of different doodads. But what's the most important on here is that it is ridiculously reliable in getting the full power curve because it's going to be 2% accurate all the way through plus or minus, which is way better than anybody else that's on Zwift. And then also it has its own um, analyzation tools of your pedal stroke. So it can tell you where your inefficiencies are. Little guy um, was going to get on it, but I actually did the job for him and just said, hey, all of it is bad. So he should then get on the (laughs) Watt bike to make it better. And he's going to find out more by going to wattbike.com slash US. Once again, that's W-A-T-T bike.com slash US. Little guy, did I... Did you, I throw you under the bus too much? No, no. I, I think you nailed it. I was I was going to mention how it uh, reduce or adjust the resistance automatically, but you know what? You kind of basically nailed that, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think you nailed it. Because wattbike.com slash US is the place to go for the best indoor riding experience. Um, and for the best outdoor riding experience, uh, you can check out Mammoth Tough this year. Um, they're doing the Tough 20 Challenge. This is uh, um, brought to you in part by a very good friend of the network and host on the network of uh, of Grodio, Amanda Nauman. Um, she's helping put together Mammoth Tough and promote it. And they this year in this virtual cycling season, not all of us, uh, you know, got got accepted to the teams for the Tour de mm-hmm. France. So some of us have to do some sort of virtual uh, uh, competitions and. Tough 20 challenge is just that. Um, check it out. Mammoth tough to to find out what's going on here. Um, learn a little bit more about all the different 
challenges you could sign up for uh, and complete and compete against your friends, against uh, strangers, against everyone, and get yourself entered in a raffle for tons of good stuff, including stuff from Niner and Shimano and Easton and actual real stuff. Um, it's going to help them put on the actual event uh, in 2021, and 10% of the proceeds are going to the Mammoth Lakes Recreation um, Area, which is great. And you, as a wide-angle podium and slow red podcast listener, can save yourself 10%. By using the code TUFF10, T-U-F-F-1-0, when you're signing up for this event, um, get yourself a discount, crush your friends, win some prizes. That's a win-win-win, you guys. It's a win-win-win for sure. Yeah, and little guy's probably already winning because he was doing the scavenger hunt. I did. I went out and did the scavenger hunt uh, yesterday with with my son on the cargo bike, which was great because uh, it gave gave me a little structure to do like a two and a half hour sort of weird down to the river off road ride with him. Um, and it gave us things to look for so that he could put up with the fact that I was forcing him to sit for two and a half hours, which is sometimes a challenge, but I'm like, Oh, we got to look for this next thing. And then, uh, we got a great fun ride together. And, um, you know, it was a two and a half hour ride. We made it like five hours cause we stopped a whole bunch and did a bunch of fun stuff. So it was super awesome. So yeah, I am crushing you guys. Thanks for asking. Uh, huh. Okay. Um, cause I actually did miles. Oh, well, uh, that's the weekend. Well, we're not, we're doing gravel, that. We're, so we're I actually rode gravel for, for, I got to go sign up, but I know Amanda's, uh, hopefully listening to this as so she's doing her like 500 mile bike packing trip right now. But, Is that um, all? yeah, I just did a ton of gravel riding this weekend to crush you guys here in Florida. Cause Someone said it couldn't be done, <laughs> and here I am doing it again. Um, Florida. So that was pretty rad. Um, but yeah, check it out. Bike Reg. What co- what promo code do we use, Spencer? Tough 10. Tough T-U-F-F-1-0. 10. There you go. All right, guys. As you can hear, that's BK1 of Rhymesters Entertainment leading us into the final lap of the Slow Ride podcast, where we have some great emails, listener questions, and a hashtag ass slow ride. This is Mitch Stocker, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Pod. Senior photos. Hey, Slow Ride Podcast. I don't often comment or email podcasts, but after listening to episode 310, I had to write in to the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. I could not pass up the opportunity to let you guys know that there is definitely a niche market in cycling themed graduation photos. Mm-hmm. I am one of the former customers who is unfortunate to not have the expertise of a group like yourselves to help with my senior picture cycling related staging (laughs) god there's more (laughs) i had my bike included in my graduation picture however i was not in full kit i was in a graduation gown with cap nice Mm -hmm. grad cap not cycling cap and Uh, a diploma yeah that's where you messed up even more embarrassing for my situation is that i had a triathlon bike with 650c wheels and tri bars (laughs) for triathletes they are not called aero bars or extensions See the attached photo. Luckily, I moved on to bike racing after my triathlon days, and I got some cooler bikes. I really like Spencer's idea of wearing a suit with a cycling kit ready to go underneath. I had a couple of alternate staging ideas for the senior picture. Cycling-related staging, in case you need more options to get this business moving. One, have a photo where the subject is riding besides a car and taking a sticky diploma instead of a water bottle. Nice, nice. Ooh, that's good. That's pretty good. I like that. Have a staged podium celebration a la Classica San Sebastian, except instead of the cool hat the pros get to wear, you get a grad cap, <laughs> and the diploma is part of the flower bouquet. That's very mm-hmm. good, too. Very good. Great shout-out to Classica San Sebastian, too. One of our favorites. Keep up the great work on the podcast, and don't forget to let me know once this business is up and running. I have a son who will be graduating in eight years, and his cycling-related senior photo is going to have to be way better than mine. So we're counting on you guys. Graham from Alberta, Canada. 
Okay, and he includes the photo. Time out here that we should must mention is that we have yet to dig up our photos, our senior photos. I will, <laughs> I do know that I have the one with the frosted tips, but I'm not wearing my Reggie Lewis jersey. I got to find the Reggie Lewis jersey, but I can, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do what we can. I know little guy's looking for the ponytail. We got called out on Instagram, yeah. people asking where they I'm, are. I'm going to see my so, mom on uh, Tuesday, so I'm, I'm, I'm put in the call. <laughs> I got to, I got to work on my mom's bike for her on Tuesday. At my grandpa's house. I put in the call to get that pictures if she has so, them. Back to Graham's bike here. Gentlemen, have you had a chance to look at his picture? It's yeah. it's amazing. It's great. The diploma looking good. The arrow yeah. extensions, eh, a little messy in the yeah. front, but it is now I'm Tim, seeing something on this bike that is very important to me that Graham absolutely buries in the lead. Okay. Okay. Tell us. Do you know where I'm going with this? I'm not sure. No, but, but I already have a correction. Okay. Go ahead. What's the correction? Well, I mean, he specified right in his email that you don't call them arrow bars. You call them tri bars yeah, if you're a triathlete, yeah. which is a nuance <laughs> that I was unaware of until this email came <laughs> in. And I am going to use against triathletes from now on. Um, tri bars. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes okay. sense. It, they're gonna, they're, if you make fun of their arrow extensions, they're just going to be like, <laughs> Roadie loser doesn't even know what tri bars are. <laughs> now, little guy, I need you and Spencer to look at this picture as much as possible because when I zoom in, I see internally routed cables. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I see a one inch steerer tube, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. And then I see what looks like a K on the down tube. It's a start. Oh, yeah. What am I looking at? Are you, are you surprised? <laughs> I mean, this is a Kestrel. This this young man, like this photo is great, right? This photo is excellent. He looks like a um, a kid with a bright future in dental school ahead of him. And, you know, I'm sure he's made a, a great career out of it. Probably has his own practice by now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. I was, it's just Kestrel, Kestrel owned that, that, that tri bike market for a little while there. Right? Oh yeah. Did yeah, they yeah. make anything Before else? Before quota came around. Hmm. No. Before what came around? Before quota took it out. Uh, what was Quint when did where did Quintana Rue jump in there and just Yeah, yeah I don't know. They're in that same market. Anyway. You a big uh, Kestrel fan there, little guy? I for some reason they always stick in my mind as like when we the first I think like the first time we did Durand I saw a bunch of kestrels in the race with us and it always oh always in there I'm I'm worried I, Tim don't don't pick at this scab too much because I'm I'm worried that kestrels are from the right era and I think they're weird enough that little guy might <laughs> he might harbor some some love some deep down some deep buried desires for those kestrels. first those very first first carbon kestrels i oh, do no. i do oh, enjoy there there was one oh, no no wait listen oh, there's one years Spencer, ago why did we do this there's one years ago i used to always see parks uh, downtown oh. that the person would always clip the fender onto the down or onto the seat tube and it drove me out of my mind um tim uh, i like yeah. it tim can you hear me right now yeah, all right you, you guys got it you guys got it he's probably in his sandals again oh <sighs> Look, it's a good right. thing that we. Uh, it's a good thing that we're cashing out after this episode. <laughs> oh my god! I I don't know if we can recover from this. Uh, I'm gonna go over to Craigslist real quick and look for kestrels while you guys keep. This up. <laughs> just you guys just go on so, go on with so the show. So speaking of going over to Craigslist, little guy, you you um uh you waited in line <laughs> last week to go into a bike shop to look for quill stems, and amazingly. This segment didn't make last week's cut, so we'll see if we could squeeze this one in. <laughs> but um, what was the bike shop? Like, they must have just loved having a guy set an appointment this time around looking for a quill stem. Well, so the 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 shop closest to me is, is Full Cycle, and they're sort of like donation-run used bike shop that helps the homeless youth, right? It's a great place, and it's a great place I want to support as much as I possibly can. Um, also, it, they just happen to have piles and piles and piles and piles of used parts so it's the best bike shop in the world you're helping a good cause and you're digging through garbage i love it um but with covid you got to set an appointment to get there which is super weird because i had to make an appointment 
two days in advance for a, a 30 minute time slot to go dig through um, a bin of one inch one inch uh, quill stems, <laughs> which felt it felt like he, did he have oh a my t- god did he have a stopwatch little, little guy like <laughs> no uh, I mean it wasn't like hard left. and fast. Have you ever? Is that the shortest amount of time that you've ever dug through their uh, quill stem? Oh bin? no, hundred percent. It had to, you had to be feeling the pressure. <laughs> no, I, I yeah. was. So that's the thing. So one, it's weird to make an appointment because I I was literally just looking for a short riser, a stem of almost any quality to put on my mom's bike that will just get her in a comfortable position. Uh-huh. She doesn't care about anything else. Um, but I wanted to look through every bin, but I know that the the, the fellow working the front end there he had he had appointments after me and basically he wanted me to dig in find what i needed and like get out of there like one it's covid times they don't need a hundred weirdos in there breathing on everything and two (laughs) another weirdo is going to come in 20 minutes right and so i definitely was looking through the bin but trying to look around at the same time you know (laughs) try to keep my peripheral vision (laughs) open (laughs) no i want to let you in on a little bike shop secret i'll go for it it wouldn't matter if it was COVID time oh, or not. Hey, I know that. We always want to shuffle those people through and back out the door <laughs> at, at any time. Uh, I'm sure Tim can confirm as a former. They see you coming in. They're like, "Ooh, we might get five dollars out of this guy." <laughs> I, well, I was going to say from sell him. from the way the use bins look there, I sometimes believe I am the only person digging through those those one inch cool stem bins. Uh, um, I have I have one more important question, little guy. Yeah. Now, you walked in there looking for one quill stem for your mom. Mm-hmm. How many quill stems did you walk out with? Because I know you didn't come out with only one. <laughs> you you know me well. Um, I got to admit, I, I resisted the urge to buy a couple extra stems just for myself, just in case. You never know what's going to happen. Um, I bought two um, because I found two stems that were of the $5 variety, and they both uh, had uh-huh. a little upward. Did they give you a up- BOGO? They're like, oh man, two for one. No, no. But the nice thing is, I found I found a a ninety and a and a one hundred, right? And so I'm not a hundred percent sure what reach she wants at five dollars a pop. I'm wasting my time to to have to come <laughs> to to not buy one. You know, like I don't know which one she needs. Did you keep a receipt? Little guy. No, man. I'll. I don't know if I. Have, I yeah, that's I don't know if I would know the difference between a ninety and a one hundred on my bike. <laughs> Do you think your mom's gonna get on the bike and be like? Matt, Matthew, Matthew Allen, I cannot believe you put a 90 on my bike. I thought you said you were building me a good bike. This is trash. This fit is terrible. (laughs) So here's the thing. In my mom's current bike setup, the only stem I had kicking around the basement was like a 110, like kind of aggressive, old, older, uh, like SR stem, right? And it's just way too long and and, and it shoots down. So... Um, she got on it and was like, yeah, I like everything else about the bike, except for I'm terribly uncomfortable. <laughs> so I, w- I want to make sure that this is <laughs> set up the way she actually wants it so that she can ride this thing. Cause you know, summer's ticking away here in Minnesota. It's going to be winter any day. She's going to yeah. have to be riding the Watt bike indoors soon. Um, I want her to get yeah. out for a little bit. Five bucks. Come on. I would, I would have bought 15 more stems if I found more $5 stems I liked. And I bought some bar tape. I mean... I don't know why you don't just pick up the whole bin and say, I'll give you $25. I mean, that's not a bad idea. I mean, that's like a legitimately good idea. (laughs) Uh, Well, guys, we have so many emails to get through. I think we're only going to be able to get one or two more. Um, I'd hate to stop talking about uh, the quill stem hunt. But we did get an email from Matt Kant. Conte, Mr. C. So it was about 82 Fahrenheit. And felt like 90 degrees Fahrenheit because of the humidity this morning on my ride. Pretty hot and steamy. (laughs) You see a few guys riding shirtless. Okay, whatever. But then this guy rides by with his phone tucked in back of his shorts, a la banana, Florida man. Attached is a not so great pick of evidence. So we have a a picture here of uh, Matt getting overtaken by a what appears to be a shirtless man on a fendered hybrid. Yep. Okay. So problem number one, Matt, you got passed by that guy. So, uh, yeah. you know, all right, begs the bigger question. When is it okay to ride shirtless? Never. <laughs> I'll take that one. I mean, 
Yeah, that's the short answer, yeah. right? Well, no, ne- no, you- never asterisks. I will say I was on the beach today with the family. Loved it. New Smyrna mm. Beach. It was amazing. I could drive my car on the beach. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's its own subject, And the think, amount of okay. bikes, right? A ton of bikes going up and down the beach. A ton. Um, yeah. Apparently, n- no fat bikes, uh, which no I was led bikes. to believe when I owned a bike shop by all the people at Salsa and Surly that it's the next beach cruiser. And I was always like, yeah, but we can buy a beach cruiser for like 300 bucks. I don't need a $3,000 fat bike right um but lots of bikes out there on the beach lots of shirtless dudes riding on their bikes down the beach any, it was okay any any interesting phone storage options that you uh, yes. that you noticed that is a good question and what's amazing Spencer I didn't even tell you to ask me that in the green room but yeah all types of um I've saw dual um cup holders of which one was okay. being used for the phone and one was being used for a beverage of some kind. I saw all types of frame bags. I saw mm-hmm. um, burlies pulling dogs that had sunglasses okay. on. That was amazing. Okay. I saw all right. so much awesomeness and lots of speakers attached to bikes. I really think yeah. we should yeah. get in the market here of, uh, well, I'll take all that money that we got the email guys, I, uh-huh. a beach cruiser company. Okay. Okay. I think I, we, okay. Yeah. I, I know um, I, I, when is it okay to ride shirtless? Never except if you're on the beach. But B, there's a lot of people riding on the beach. It's really awesome to see. I liked it. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to take the lead on this business venture, Tim, because <laughs> I don't know if you realize little guy's landlocked. Um, and the beaches up here are pretty much just rocks. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I'm into it. I'm into it. If you want to do all the work, I will. Uh, I will happily split the profits with you, um, <laughs> which will be and limitless. <laughs> yeah, I do want to shout out uh, uh, Matt for the email. That was awesome. Well, shirtless cycling dudes aren't very awesome, but yeah, um, I do appreciate the throwback to the secret banana episode, uh, which is episode 154 of the Slow Rad Podcast, which is one of my all-time favorites. So that's good. It, it is Paul. a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, good Paul. Um, hey, guys, bumper stickers will show your support. Regarding your guys hating on bumper stickers, I live in a very... We do that. <laughs> I know, right? I live in a very conservative area of Colorado. Actually, it's gotten better these last few years. And a while back, I owned two Isuzu Troopers, the best SUV <laughs> ever sold in America. I'll buy I affectionately that. called it the Toy Box as it had kayaks, mountain bikes, road bikes, climbing, hiking, camping gear. And once, when a friend showed up with his SUV fully loaded on a trip to New Mexico for camping, mountain biking, and kayaking, and said we needed to take two cars because his girlfriend was sure we would never be able to put everything in one vehicle, we loaded all their gear and my gear in and on the trooper and didn't even have to put anything in the back seat. So she had a whole seat to herself. Great for sleeping on the ride down. Anyway, this vehicle was famous among my friends and been infamous among the conservatives in the area with the rolling statements of greatness of the outdoors of cycling and various political messages. When it finally died, my wife told me I should sell it to the local GOP so they could sledgehammer the hell out of it. (laughs) Instead, I gave it to a local nonprofit that rehabbed vehicles and gave to needy families. Last I checked, it is out there somewhere, still running and hopefully still wandering around in the mountains. Although I do believe nice. the nonprofit did take all the bumper stickers off. Here's nice. a picture of me and my, a pic of me and my toy box in Moab many years ago. So stop throwing shade at rolling statements and bumper stickers. Okay, <laughs> lots well, here. Yes, one Isuzu Trooper, greatest Very SUV cool. of all time. I it's up there. It's probably the bang for your buck, man. You're going to pay a lot more for some other yeah. things that are good. I got to say, at the early 90s, this one is the nice square one. Uh, that's that's a classic, man. That and the Mitsubishi Montero. Montero's Come on. Sweet. Can't get much better. It's This is a pretty cool car. But right. um, I would I would drive one. Like, if it ran and wasn't all rusted out, I would absolutely drive that that vehicle today. Now, the pictures he's got is from 2003. Um, it's pretty awesome to see. I got to admit, the way he was describing all of the bumper stickers, I was thinking that this was just going to be like a rolling Che Guevara like SUV. 
Okay. Um, but little guy, I told you I was getting a new car today, and I said I was getting a Subaru Outback, to which you immediately said, is it coming with an NPR bumper sticker? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roasted. Wow. Uh, gotcha. Right off the Burn. <laughs> yeah. Tim, uh, I got to ask, have you been listening to the Slow Ride podcast for car advice? Because it sounds like you have. Um, yes and no. Yes, yes and I no, listen yeah. to the Slow Ride podcast many times, but never for the car advice because we are a bike themed show. <laughs> and for some reason, we love talking about cars, which is, I'm sure, cost us many listeners that sign up that are like, I hate cars. And then we're always like, man, Asuzu Troopers really weren't that bad, except in 2003, <laughs> they were probably the worst things for the environment of all time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah I'm sure that they probably, like, they probably couldn't pass an EPA test right now. But um, oh, but yeah. yeah, I'm pretty excited for a new car. Uh, I need to get some, uh, I, I'll figure out the bumper stickers. I do think I need to go the route of a custom license plate. Uh, so mm. anybody got any ideas, please email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com of what Custom license plate, friend of the pod, uh, Chupacabra in uh, Melbourne, Florida, has already taken 53X11. So I will not oh. be having 53X11, but maybe I can go 5411. Uh, oh, yeah. You got to one-up him. Uh, maybe 5312 really one-up him. <laughs> um, but, uh, Tim, I need the I need the criteria. Uh, how many letters do you get on a plate there in Florida? Is it six or seven? I think it's six. Okay. Six. All right. And letters and numbers are all okay. Doesn't matter wh- where they are. Yep. No. Doesn't matter. I will okay. say that. However, um, I boy. would like to get a. I am going to be get. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, please help me get the license plate. That not only will I be driving it, Sarah will be driving it. So please take that into account. <laughs> Can I? That my much better half Here. will be in this car more than me. And secondary, because we're a one car family. And yeah. secondarily, um, I do want to point out that. Uh, I will be getting a share the road license plate on it, right? Okay. So, okay. so where the proceeds go to Bike Florida to help make the roads of Florida safe for cyclists, which is a great organization. So, I think uh, I think tri bars will fit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was <laughs> no. I I, a, that, that's a, a really co- awkward conversation to the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably get you the wrong crowd. I saw a car the other day yeah. that. Um, I thought this was the band, the being in the band and wearing the band T-shirt to the band show equivalent, which was I saw a Ferrari uh, Scuderia, 430 Scuderia, and their license plate was Scuderia, which was like, yeah, I know what car you bought. It says it on the back of the car, and then you got the license oh. plate that says the name of your car. It it felt like the sort of thing a person that drove a Ferrari would do. You know, surprise, surprise. There you go. Um, Tim. Outback. There you go. Just put out Outback on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, well, I really like that steakhouse. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be really bad. If you just got well, guys, steakhouse, we have more steakhouse would be the best. It's gonna have to be H A U S to make it fit. Yeah, uh, but come on, that'd be pretty sweet. U-S? All right, that'd be pretty good. Well, guys, like there are that. so many more steakhouse. emails that we need to get to, but I do want to wrap it up with one hashtag Ask Slow Ride that we got on Twitter. This one is directed to Little Guy. Little Guy, this one comes to us from friend of the pod, uh, Michael Stone, who does say, how much? And he has a picture of a mm-hmm. Kofidis cycling or Kofidis ball cap. Ball cap, yes. So how much are you willing to pay to get that hat sent to you, <laughs> a Kofidis hat. Uh-huh. Um, one stone. Did I overpay or underpay? <laughs> is this um, <laughs> Tim? Is this Price is Right? Can I overbid him by a dollar and get that? I'm sure. I am sure. Uh, Michael Stone will get this over <laughs> to us. He is. He is very important. And he did want to point out, little guy, that uh, Kofidis is a loan company. A loan. Company. Yeah. No. I. I it, it, said the, telecom. It, uh, it keeps well. It keeps with the uh, European bike things that we love in America are things that if they're the American version, we would never probably walk around with a bunch of stuff of it on us. Be like, man, I love this right. loan company. So I, I think we need to get you this cap strictly because you, and then make the rule that you have to wear it with your bag when you go to the farmer's uh, market. So someone's like, whoa, is this like the Kofidis rep? Like coming to talk to me? <laughs> like, so I, trying to sell I can't wear, I can't insurance for my, for my beet farm. Yeah. Cause I currently wear my Vasconcelier hat 
a la Rico's oh. last team, you know, with my with my Kofidis bag. <laughs> is that a hat or is that a uh, is that a cycling cap? No, it's a it's a baseball cap. It's terrible. It's like a terrible I, baseball cap. I, I have a Garrel Steiner hat lying around somewhere. I might have to start busting that one out a little bit more. But the the brim was a little bit too big. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Stefan Schumacher's career. Too brief. <laughs> Uh, all right and with that cool so good i think guys it is time to wrap up the show but first we want to thank watt bike head on over to wattbike.com slash us to find out more about their watt bike adam by far the slickest most beautiful indoor cycling bike that you can find wattbike.com slash us you're also going to head over to bike reg use the promo code tough 12 tough 10 t-u-f-f-10 to do the virtual mammoth tough put on by our friend amanda nauman of the wide angle podium network we'd also like to thank all of the members and listeners of the wide angle podium for your continued support to bring this podcast to you and with that i'm tim in orlando florida i'm matt forgetting 311 lyrics as fast as i can in minneapolis minnesota And I am Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road, because you never know who will be the solicitor of a long-dead family relative with $5,080,60 for you. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod.